This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. And we turn now to important information about your health. I am sure that a lot of our listeners are on blood thinners. These are fairly common medications used to prevent blood clots. But this particular group of medications can be tricky. Some of them require a lot of monitoring, constant monitoring, and there's a lot of potential for interactions with other medications, including vitamins and common over-the-counter products. Also, dosing instructions can be very, very strict. So here to tell us what we need to know if we or a loved one are taking a blood thinner and to answer your questions, we have Nan Patel, Ontario pharmacist from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure. So what do we need to know about these drugs? Well, let's start off with some a couple of names because I think people are familiar with some of these. So warfarin, yep. I think you've heard of that. So that's a very common blood thinner and that's one of the types and that's an, what we call an anticoagulant, right? So it helps prevent blood clots and, um, and really we take those to prevent or um, prevent recurrence of heart attacks and strokes and that works on our what we call our thrombin system. And then the other name that you, everyone's really familiar with is aspirin. And we know that aspirin is what we call a, an antiplatelet blood thinner. And that helps, you know, our, our platelets from sticking together and causing um, uh, heart attacks as well. But also, you'll find a lot of people getting some things like this after they've had maybe a stent or, or a heart valve put into them. Okay. And th- there's a new... Cl- okay. So this is what I understand is that... So this drug called warfarin, which is very common, requires that you have... Uh, I guess your blood monitor, they have to keep checking up on you. But there's a new drug, the name of which I forget, where you don't have to do that. Right. So so there is a new class of drugs, and we call this direct-acting oral anticoagulants. And, and there's a few different ones that have come out. And um, so some of them have been shown to be work just as well as warfarin. And the advantage of having some of these drugs is that you don't need the same kind of monitoring. So with warfarin patients, we have to, at the, when they're first started on warfarin, we might have to monitor them every few days and sometimes weekly. And we, is that with a blood test or what? With a blood test. So you go to the lab and they measure something called your INR. And we have to make sure that it is within a particular range. So not too high, not too low. And uh, with the newer ones, you don't have to do that. But what we, have, we haven't found out yet is that warfarin is still what we call, you know, our gold standard. We compare that to, to um, all the new ones that have come out. So for certain conditions, we know that it could be just as good as warfarin. But for other conditions, we haven't really found out that it will work just as well. So we have to hold off a little bit. Okay, so uh, which conditions? 
So, for example, atrial fibrillation. We know that a lot of the newer anticoagulants work well for that. So, um, so we can put you on some of the newer ones and less monitoring. So it's a little bit more convenient for the patient. It is a little bit more expensive, so we don't use it for every single patient. But, um, or let's say after a, a hip replacement or a knee replacement, we know we can put you on these newer anticoagulants for a short period of time, and uh, it doesn't require you know, all that monitoring. Okay. Um, you were also talking about interactions, so, and, and interactions that you wouldn't normally think about. It, this is one of the things that I keep harping on. People take things that are over-the-counter, they take things that are so-called natural, and they think it's completely benign when it's not. So with interactions, yeah, and especially with blood thinners, you do have to be careful. Um, you know, even the ones, the newer ones where we say you don't have to monitor, you, we still do worry about drug interactions because you still can get too much medication when, um, let's say, a doctor prescribes an antibiotic. And sometimes you might go to eMERGE and they might just give you the, um, the antibiotic at eMERGE and you come to the pharmacy and hopefully you're going to the same pharmacy that you get all your other medicines filled at. And yeah, but if you get a drug in eMERGE, you might just go to the hospital pharmacy right there. Yes. So always keep a list of your medicines. And whenever you are, if you're on a, a blood thinner, let the doctor know, the pharmacist know. Don't assume that they have that record in front of them and that they remembered that you're on a blood thinner. So make sure you're telling them. Make sure you keep a copy of all your medications in your wallet. And if you're on a blood thinner, what is a really good idea is to wear an ID bracelet that says I'm on a blood thinner so that even if you're not able to verbally tell someone, that someone can find out. Okay, uh, the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm here with Nan Patel from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We're talking about blood thinners and the things that you have to watch out for if you are on a blood thinner, if you have a question of whether maybe you should be on a blood thinner or maybe you should not be on a blood thinner. Uh, Nan is here to answer your questions, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Okay, so what kind of things can they interact with, these blood thinners? So I mentioned antibiotics, antibiotics so that's, uh, that's a big one. Um, but even um, when you're taking something over-the-counter, I think you really need to make sure you ask your pharmacist. So, for example, garlic pills. A lot of people will supplement with garlic pills and... Um, also, anti um, sorry multivitamins. There's um, if you're on warfarin, we know that vitamin K um, really counteracts the effect of warfarin. So some vitamins, multivitamins, do have vitamin K inside the tablet. Um, and when we think about drug interactions, we always think about you know other medications, whether they're prescription or over the counter. But we also uh, need to think about food interactions and. You know, um, if you're on warfarin, a lot of green vegetables can contain a lot of vitamin K and therefore can counteract the effect of the warfarin. So and those are exactly the vegetables that everybody else will tell you you really should be eating. That's right. So usually what I tell people is, yes, you, you can have them. What you want to make sure you do is you have a consistent amount each day or every other day. It's a, it's a consistent amount. You don't binge on, on green vegetables and then not, take, not eat them for another week. So I don't know too many people who binge on green vegetables. <laughs> well, and then actually, so well, when we're talking about binging, you know, that also goes for alcohol. And I know some people who, 
who do do that. So if you're if you're drinking alcohol, you know it's okay, but uh, a consistent amount, a low amount, is fine. It's the binge drinkers that you know can get into trouble when they're even when they're on anticoagulants. Okay, uh, let's talk to Laura in Erin. Hello, Laura. Hello, uh, is it Jane or Libby? It's Libby. <laughs> Libby yeah. Okay, uh, talking about that new drug that they have for the blood thinner. Right. No thanks. I would rather, I'm on Coumadin, and I would rather go every two weeks, three weeks, months, six weeks, whatever, because that way you know the situation of your blood. When you're on that other stuff, you don't. How are you going to know? So that's a challenge, and, you know, we um, we find that the, the n- amount of side effects really doesn't really change very much. Between, I can hardly hear you. <laughs> oh, between... Um, between uh, the the new blood thinners and the and the warfarin, there really there isn't um, uh, there isn't a lot of difference in the way it works. Um, the amount of side effects are about the same as well. So so you're right. I mean, if you prefer having the the Coumadin or the warfarin, that is absolutely fine. And if you don't mind the blood tests, then that's fine too. And if you've been stable on warfarin for some time, you may not have to have a blood test for you know uh, one or two months. So you know you might be fine staying on that one. It can vary depending on, I don't know, what whatever you eat or whatever. But I, I know of uh, cases where somebody has been on the newer drug mm-hmm. and they don't have to go for tests. They started bleeding. And they when they were, they ended up in the hospital and there were other people in there. They all had the same problem. It was the same drug. Right. I right. don't remember the name of it. Yeah. So we, we haven't really reduced the amount of... Uh, um, side effects we get in terms of like bleeding when we don't want to, and uh, so you know you're right. I mean, there it, it does reduce the, uh, the it does increase the convenience of not having to go for the blood test, but it doesn't really reduce the side effects. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, Laura. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, bye bye. Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with Ontario pharmacist Nan Patel. We're talking about blood thinners, everything you need to know if you're on them or you think you should be on them. And he is here to answer your questions. We're going to go right to the phones. We have Jim and Lindsay. Hello, Jim. Yes. Um, I'm, um, a couple of years ago, they put me on a pill called Pradaxa mm-hmm. uh, because of an irregular heartbeat and everything seems to be fine. And but I'm slated to go into the hospital on October 7th to have all my teeth pulled. And my granddaughter said, well, you shouldn't be on blood thinners. There'll be bleeding involved. And I, the dentist won't uh, give me yes or no. And I'm having trouble getting hold of the doctor. I wondered uh, what kind of a situation I, I've got myself into here. Okay. When, do you have some time to work this out? Yeah, he said October. October, okay. Yeah. So um, usually, um, so with dentists, it's it's some do and some don't. Some will tell you to stop or uh, if it's a minor thing, they might just tell you to skip a dose. Um, but if it's something where you're having a lot of work done, usually they will stop the Pradaxa maybe two days before your procedure. But you need to really confirm that with the uh, the dentist is doing it. And um, so if you don't get a response right away, it's not an emergency. You still have time. Uh, because you only have to stop it, you know, two days before your procedure. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. No, no, that's a relief because I was afraid that it might take, uh, you know, two weeks or a month or something for the blood to return to normal. 
because I, I spoke to the dentist this morning and they said, oh, no, the hospital has to tell you that. Well, I, you know, it's impossible to get anybody there well, to do, give oh, you an answer. Sorry, won't they give you a pre-op appointment? Usually you have a pre-op appointment before a big procedure and they tell you everything you need to know. Well, no, like I went to the dentist or oh, maybe three months ago and they were the ones that said, because I don't have dental insurance, they said, well, we'll get your teeth pulled at the hospital. So I haven't heard any word from the hospital, and the hospital called the dentist to tell them about the October 7th date. So okay, I really well, don't have any contact. Well, you've you got to get that sorted out. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They'll give it to you in writing as well. They don't take these things uh, very lightly. Oh, okay. Okay, and 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 uh, as we said, you you've got some time going here. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I was just worried. Uh, like I'm within, you know, six yeah. seven weeks now, and I didn't know whether that was enough. Okay, it's yeah. plenty. Thank you for yeah. your call. Yeah. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Okay, Don in Toronto. Hello, Don. Hi. How are you? We're fine. Thank you. We're listening to you. Okay. Uh, what I want to ask. And this this has to do with blood clots. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has to do with, if you take something like creatine, I wonder if the pharmacist could tell me, does that cause any possibility of blood clots or not? Hmm. Creatine. So you know what? Um, I'm not actually familiar with the answer to that. So I, I would say that, um, what are you taking the creatine for? Well, it's part of... Uh, a, a workout situation where I work out all the time and uh, and and you might uh, build muscle or whatever but I've had friends that have uh, have uh, had blood clots and I don't even know what a blood clot properly is if you could explain that it would be wonderful so you know well if you cut yourself and you um, you know you obviously you want to stop bleeding and what happens is your blood um, is able to clot on its own. So it's to form, your platelets will come and stick together and it will form a little, a little um, um, I guess, a, a mass that is a little bit um, uh, more viscous to stop that uh, blood from flowing out. And so, you know, there's situations where if your blood um, stays uh, stagnant, it forms a little clot in your, in your body. Um, and, you know, we don't want that because it's a little... Uh, a little mass in there that when it does go, when it does start flowing, if it does, and it goes into, you know, your heart or your lungs, it can cause a blockage. And if the blood clamp can't flow through that vein or through that artery, then obviously uh, you're at risk of having, you know, um, a, a heart attack or a stroke. Or So we want to yeah, make sure I, we prevent I, that. I wonder, I wonder, I know you're talking about blood thinners for that reason, but uh, I wonder uh does it, I mean, I don't know how to recognize it if, if it actually does. I, I wouldn't know what a blood clot looked like. Well, it doesn't look like, you can't see it. Yeah, it's going to be inside. Um, uh, you, I mean, if you've cut yourself, you probably know what it looks like on the surface of your skin. But on the inside, you really can't tell uh, very well um, until something happens. Occasionally, you might be able to suspect a blood clot in, let's say, in, in your leg or something. You might get some swelling. It might be painful. It might be um, hot to the touch or cold to the touch. Um, but it's not. that's not really definitive. You still have to do further testing to find out whether it really is a blood clot. 
But um, if you have any of those symptoms, definitely go to the doctor and, and get it looked after. Okay, Don, All thanks right. for your call. Thank you very much. Okay, we've Bye-bye. got Jerry in Burlington. Hello, Jerry. Oh, hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Uh, I have a question concerning Pradaxa, uh, but uh, one thing for the gentleman with the, the teeth, I had hip replacement done last year, and um, I was told by the hospital to stop taking Pradaxa three days before the operation, so I'm not a doctor, but I think I can tell him that he has enough time. He doesn't have to worry. Okay. But, <laughs> from my experience. Anyhow, Pradaxa, I'm on uh, two... Uh, 110 milligrams Pradaxa a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. And um, you mentioned um, that uh, on warfarin, you have to go um, every so often for a test. What is it that you are testing for with warfarin? And how do I know that by taking Pradaxa, where is no uh, testing, that I am within limits for whatever you are testing? So that's a really good question. So we um, we haven't really determined um, if there is a, a good test for um, giving people uh, who are on Pradaxa. So with warfarin, we do. We have that kind of experience. Um, so what we've done is that um, they, when they do the uh, test to find out whether this, you know, product works for a patient or not, is they compare it to warfarin. So they've given people um, uh, a group of patients on warfarin, and they've given a group of patients uh, Pradaxa, and they've compared to see how well uh, the product works. So based on that, we know that, uh, you know, yes, Pradaxa is thinning in the blood just as well as warfarin, and we can eliminate the, uh, the test required. So um, so in the end, maybe it would save us money and it works just as well. So that's basically the kind of uh, evidence that we have that we know that the Pradaxa is kind of working. Okay. So wouldn't at least like one test after you start taking Pradaxa to, to kind of measure it, wouldn't, 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 shouldn't that be kind of required to ensure that, yes, yeah, she's within limits and she can, t- and, of what the warfarin is, and she can continue taking it. So I think what they they haven't um, really established yet is um, a really good test that will really give us the right answer. Um, okay. There's a number of tests, but I don't think they've really found um, okay. it to be okay. correlated very well. So, okay. so instead of um, making you have a test and then um, saying whether it's good or bad, and it may not be as accurate, we've they've just decided that you know we know it thins the blood, and we'll leave it at that okay. for now. Okay, and as long as I have no side effects. I should consider it okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks. Now we've got uh, Doreen in Toronto. Hello, Doreen. Hi, guys. How are you? Fine. We're all ears. Good. Um, yeah, my doctor put me on Eloquist. I've been on that right. for a year now, just over a year in June. And uh, I'm on five milligram twice a day, mm-hmm. morning and evening. And so far, so good. I've had no problems. And, um, yeah, everything's good. Good. And were you on Warfarin before, or is this a new one? No. Okay. Eliquis is another one of those new drugs that don't need the monitoring. Right. 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 I have a defibrillator, and when I went for my six-month checkup, the doctor there wanted to put me on Warfarin because I'm, I guess, you know, uh, to prevent strokes and that. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to my doctor, and we decided, 
you know, I'd rather go on this new drug, Eliquis, and it uh, seems to work okay. So I was just, you know, checking in to see what your pharmacist thought. Oh, well, you know what? I think it's good. I think for a lot of the people who are not as mobile and, you know, can't get out for the blood tests, um, I think that um, these new um, anticoagulants are, are really good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, so far, so good. So I'm counting my blessings. That's always a good plan. <laughs> Thank you, Dorothy. Okay, Doreen. All right. We have John in Toronto. Hello, John. Oh, good morning, people. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> uh, good afternoon. Yes, a little behind there. <laughs> um, I'm um, <clears throat> 79 years old next month, so I'm getting up there a little bit now. About a, mm, a month ago, I was taken into, I went into emergency hospital at St. Joseph's here in Toronto with an, an acute sore throat. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry, it sounds like I still got it. And um, I was almost restricted with breathing and my throat was, was on fire. And the outcome was the doctor told me that I must discontinue Teva Candesartan, Teva or Teva, okay. T-E-V-A Candesartan which I was taking for uh, high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, I've had no recommendations from uh, that doctor or who was supposed to follow up with my family doctor or my family doctor. With Did he follow I, up? No, with no, no, he didn't, with no replacement. And I've t- tried to contact the hospital several times. But um, now I'm living, um, wondering, am I suddenly going to get high plesh- blood pressure? So, uh, do, I, do I have to take my blood pressure every day, and what should I be doing? Well, one thing you can do is um, you can go to the pharmacy, and if they have a blood pressure monitor there, check your blood pressure, right? That's probably very quick. The other thing is, you know, follow up with the family doctor, because um, I think that um, hospitals are not um, the best at following up, and, you know, they're, they're kind of like a big machine. Um, so do follow up with the family doctor, and, um, and, you know, the family doctor could get a report from the hospital that tells them why it was stopped. But definitely, if your blood pressure is high, we need to control it. Right? Yeah, that's, that is not cool. That happens way too often, that things get you know fall between the cracks there's no follow up people take tests they don't get the results of the test so uh so you've got to go and see your family doctor and uh let them follow up on it because that's important so he uh, my family doctor can actually follow it up himself through the hospital mm-hmm. absolutely yep. yes or he can All figure right. it out himself other than that i should be checking my blood pressure every day or it depends. You know, if you're stable for a long time, you probably don't need to. But uh, if it's varying and they've changed some of your medication, then yes, you know, sure, it doesn't hurt. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. We have time for one more call. Clive in Toronto. Hello, Clive. Hi, how are you? Fine, we're all ears. Okay, I have a suggestion for the gentleman who is asking the dentist to extract all his teeth. Go well, ahead. Now, Ask the dentist to leave him two teeth in each arch because with his medical problem, it can be very difficult, especially if he's an older person. Okay. Yeah, that can, I mean, it depends on the situation, but um, if, yeah, if you can leave some teeth in, sure. What's that? Yeah. Having some teeth is better than not having some teeth, but exactly. presumably especially he'll get... with medication, yeah. and I've been in it for 60 years, so it's a different ballgame. 
It's nice to extract all this to it one time. It looks good. But when he's on medication, it's a big problem if they don't see it completely. Okay. Thanks for the tip. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we have uh, less than a minute left. Nayan Patel, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I do have some information for the gentleman that uh, called in about the creatine. So um, I just quickly looked it up, but it it can be an issue, so you want to be really careful. If you have any medical conditions that... Um, what is it? Is it a... It, it's basically a type of protein. Okay. Um, and uh, a lot of people who take it who are bodybuilding and things like that. So you do want to be careful. You probably, if you are going to take it, clear it with your doctor that you don't have any other medical conditions that will conflict. And, um, and, and always, you know, don't go crazy with this stuff. So that's uh, the basic um, uh, take-home message. Okay. That probably works for just about everything. Don't go crazy with it. As always, thank you so much to Nayan Patel, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Great. Thanks. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.